it's nice that my craziness is mine. So it's like people that know me that have ordered from me that are trusting me with their holidays and their holiday parties, as opposed to somebody coming into the restaurant or the hotel and I'm just given an order and that's just what I have to make. And it's busy because it's a restaurant or a hotel or a bakery, but this is my own craziness. It's the work that I've put in in the last two and a half years to get my name out there that people trust me with their holiday meals and treats and gifts for people. And it's very crazy, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's a better sounds- crazy if that makes right. any sense. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast for Mazuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. And we're your hosts for this episode. Today, we're talking with Nicole, the founder of Whisked Away Atlanta, a meal delivery and pickup service in Atlanta, Georgia. Nicole, welcome. Thank you for having me. So, Nicole, tell us more about yourself and how you became interested in cooking. So, I have basically been cooking my entire life. My grandmother was a huge cook growing up and she used to throw dinner parties. And so as soon as I was old enough to hold a tray or a spatula, I was helping and serving. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I don't know that I chose it or it chose me, but it just (laughs) sort of works. So I've been working in restaurants since I was 14, which may be legal, maybe not so much. but, uh, (laughs) But I've been working, I've worked in restaurants, bakeries hotels. I was actually a full-time pastry chef before I started my business. And then when the pandemic hit, I decided I didn't want to go back to that traditional kitchen lifestyle. I have always wanted my own shop or business of some sort. So it seemed kind of like the perfect choice at the time. You know, who doesn't want to start a business in the middle of a pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) No better time. If you can succeed then, then you can succeed anytime. Exactly. That's what I keep telling myself anyway. (laughs) Your history and your experience, your education and food, is it just self-taught from grandma and growing up around it? Or did you do any formal education in that world as well? I did do a formal education. I went to culinary school and got a baking degree as well as a business degree for foodies. But honestly, I have the paper and I did it and I went, but I would say mostly self-taught. Like I said, I've worked in kitchens my entire life and have been able to work for some really great chefs and had some great mentors. And so that's one of the nice things about this industry is you can kind of learn while you're building your career. But I do have the paperwork in case anybody... (laughs) <laughs> wants not, to see that yeah, little not, piece of paper. Not that I was doubting it. I'm just, I, I was just interested. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, tell, I tell so many now that they're like, I think I want to go to culinary school. And I'm like, work in a restaurant for a little bit first to make right. sure that that's what you really want to do. And then figure out if you want to spend that money because it's not cheap. You started this during the pandemic. What were you doing just prior to launching this? I was the executive pastry chef at a hotel in downtown Atlanta. It was a hotel that had opened up, let's see, the October of 2019, and then the pandemic hit February, March of 2020. So it wasn't open very long, but they did reopen, but I decided not to go back. And that led to meal preparation and delivery. Tell us everything that your business does. 
So I started with just pre-made meals. I had heard from so many friends who were moms or just friends in general that the meal kits during the pandemic were just not cutting it. You know, they're not 30 minutes. You use every pot and pan in the house and you've got all this leftover waste, plastic and stuff. And your kids are still screaming at you of what's for dinner. So I wanted to do something that was a little bit easier for people going through this chaos. And so I do pre-made meals. You just heat it and eat it. Menu changes every week. And then I do private chef dinners. I'll come in and cook for friends, family, whoever you want to. I do corporate lunches. So sort of adult lunch box lunches, fancier adult box lunches. I do in-home cooking classes, which just kind of started back up because COVID turned that virtual for a while and that didn't take off as well. But the in-home ones are really fun. I also do wholesale. I'm in some markets in Atlanta doing wholesale desserts and some meals and sides. And I wow. think that's it. Wow. Well, sounds Seems like, like enough. Some, yeah, I was going to say, I think that if that was it, I think you're doing okay. That's plenty going on. <laughs> I just Good slowly job. keep adding things to the list. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Do you have people helping you or is it just you? It's mostly just me. I do have a delivery person, finally, and I have a marketing team. Those were the two things that I I was like, can't do this anymore. Did you start cooking out of your personal kitchen? Are you still cooking there? Have you upgraded and expanded? I did start out of my house. Um, I think I did that for about a year and a half. And then I almost lost my mind because it's not feasible long term and... I'm not efficient at all in my house, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I'm in a shared kitchen now. I rent space at a shared kitchen, which is why there's so much noise around me, but it is absolutely amazing. The kitchen that I found here, I love. It has everything I need and I just rent it for the hours that I need it. And then I'm done and I can kind of have that separation of church and state at home. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. So Nicole, you decided to launch this business at a really interesting time in a pandemic, which you know none of us had ever experienced before. What were some of the emotions around doing that? And what were some of the difficulties as far as trying to get that going during a pandemic? I got laid off pretty early in the pandemic. It was right before, I think, St. Patrick's Day. And nobody knew what was happening. And I had a moment of oh my God, what am I going to do? And then a week of, well, this is kind of nice. I have time off. And then a week of, (laughs) okay, now I have to like make money. This is not a forever holiday. So I started out nannying because there were no other jobs in restaurants. So I had nannied previously. I lived abroad for a year. And so I nannied over there and it was easy and everybody needed help with their kids. So I did that for a year, but about two months into that, I realized that I was happier not in kitchens, but I wasn't ready to quit cooking yet, which I previously had really contemplated because I was just getting burnt out. And I was drinking for fun instead of to get rid of my day and all of that fun behind the scenes kitchen stuff and just decided that it was not worth going back to that lifestyle, but that I could do what I wanted to do, have a better work-life balance, and also try to help out some people in this crazy time that 
nobody knew how long it would last. I think I'd mentioned it to friends one day and they were like, great, this is what we're doing. And they all pitched in to help me get this business started. Wow. Oh, that's right. I think they were more excited than I was. <laughs> <laughs> they could see your skill level. They knew you'd be successful they could at it. They smell the food right. coming probably. <laughs> yeah. And I you know, would stop canceling plans on them because I had to work or I got yeah. called into work or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's amazing that you uh, had the... Uh, fortitude to go out and do that. I'm interested in more of the support from your friends. Though I didn't know that part of your story. How did that influence what you did? I could not have started this business without my family and friends. I will shout that from the rooftops to anybody that's listening. I am very lucky that I have a great group of girlfriends and they all have different skills and are very good at certain things. And so one of my friends helped me design my logo. Another two of my friends ran my social media and made my website. Another friend helped me with all of my QuickBooks. I am terrible at computers. I am a millennial that cannot do technology. So (laughs) they just helped for like six or eight months until I was able to afford to pay somebody to do it for me. Mostly because I think they saw what I did on my own and they said, this is not acceptable. We have to have her. <laughs> As your friend, we can't let this continue any longer. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I paid everybody in food and wine and they were very happy with that payment. So, yeah. um, I mean, my parents helped. My mom helped deliver for me. My dad would help with large orders that I had. And I mean, it took a village and every villager helped. <laughs> <laughs> That's really neat. I don't think I've heard it described that way before. I think all of us get help from friends and family, but that sounds very direct and tangible contributions they were able to make. Oh, absolutely. If I had any questions about corporate sales or anything like that, I've got friends who work in the corporate world and I was like, how does this work? (laughs) I'm a behind the scenes person. What do I charge them? (laughs) So literally could not have started this without them. It would not have started well. It would have started. It would not have started well. (laughs) Uh All right. Well, so it sounds like you started out with a smaller scope and you're definitely expanding and expanding the scope of deals and services that you're providing. Has this come to feel like a business burden to you? Like, Is the burden of the business aspect of running this operation a challenge for you? Or is it just kind of like you're just enjoying yourself because you're cooking. If you had asked me this a few months ago, I would have said, I'm just enjoying myself. Uh, (laughs) Of course, holiday time is my Super Bowl. So I'm a bit tired right now, but (laughs) I do still love it. I like to say that even in the craziest day and the hardest day, it's still my chaos and it's my craziness. I'm not doing all this work for somebody else. So I still love it it's definitely the best decision I've ever made. That's awesome. It's probably crazy in a commercial kitchen or at the hotel, but it's also crazy on your own. Why do you prefer the craziness that you have now? It's nice that my craziness is mine. So it's like people that know me that have ordered from me that are trusting me with their holidays and their holiday parties It's just a totally different as opposed to somebody 
coming into the restaurant or the hotel and I'm just given an order and that's just what I have to make. And it's busy because it's a restaurant or a hotel or a bakery, but this is my own craziness. It's the work that I put in in the last two and a half years to get my name out there that people trust me with their holiday meals and treats and gifts for people. And it's very crazy, <laughs> but it's, it's a <laughs> but better it sounds, crazy if that makes right. any sense. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds like you get a lot of satisfaction from the relationship with your customers and kind of seeing how your efforts are impacting them. Oh, absolutely. I will never not be humbled by reoccurring customers, the people that order from me every week or that venture out from the weekly orders. And like I said, do holiday meals, holiday gifts, holiday parties. It's still bizarre (laughs) every time it happens, but in a good way. Great. So Nicole, as someone who has experience in the commercial kitchen, we're really interested to know what it's like behind the scenes. Our perspective is, you know, what we see on TV, Gordon Ramsay, pots and pans flying around, F words going everywhere and people screaming and crying. What's life really like behind the scenes of the kitchen? It's exactly like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm I'm joking. joking. (laughs) uh, It can be like that. I won't lie. I have definitely worked for chefs that I would consider maybe some rage issues. But for pastry, it's a little bit different because I'm usually there in the mornings before it gets really chaotic. So it's nice and quiet. And I kind of just do my own thing, except... Well, that would be ideal. Uh, I get pulled into dinner service, a lunch service. So there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of pots and pans, depending on the chef that you work for. There is a lot of yelling. Some throwing things that definitely not directed at me, but I definitely had to duck to get not hit by uh, whatever was being thrown at my direction that was going towards the person behind me. So... Yeah, kicking tables and it runs the gambit. It honestly depends on what state you're in, what kitchen you're in, who you work for. Uh, It's not consistently like Gordon Ramsay, but there are Gordon Ramsay moments, I would say. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is wild. Well, thank you for for pulling the the curtain back a little bit and letting us see what goes on back there. Oh, I'm sharing all the secrets now, (laughs) now that I'm out of it. (laughs) What are some of your challenges you face running your business? I'm pretty sure there's a challenge every day. Uh, Once I finally gave over the social media and all of that stuff to somebody else, that was a huge challenge off my plate. But I mean, just making sure that I return emails in time and don't miss anything and cook all the food on time and I don't burn something because it is, I'm a secretary, I'm a the chef, I'm the owner, I'm the everything, but those two jobs that I hired out and just trying to figure out what makes the most sense in the direction of how the business is going to go and not taking on too much, which I am still failing at, but working on, I want to say yes to everybody. Right. Right. Nicole, as you've gone through this experience of owning and growing a small business, what advice would you have for others who are looking to start a business or currently own a small business? My advice would be be patient. It takes time to grow a successful business and use your 
community, your, your group, your village, I guess is a better term. I'm very lucky that I have a great village and they were all willing to help me and were enthusiastic about helping. That was huge. But use your group, use your friends, your family, and just have them help you in any way they can. It can be running to the grocery store. It can be... I mean, this is for a food business, but it can be literally anything. Printing labels. I've emailed a friend labels before and I'm like, please, can you print them? My printer is not working. (laughs) So just, yeah, use your village. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, that is really good advice. I don't know what your experience has been like, but I do know that a lot of times starting a business can be a lonely endeavor. And so to have that village and have that support system really is a, a key element to keeping you going. Yes. Oh, absolutely. It makes all of the difference in the world. So Nicole, amid all the stress and chaos that is yours, yes, and, and that you can enjoy, what is it that keeps you going every day as a small business owner? That is a good question. Well, I don't like to fail at anything. So (laughs) that might be a little bit of it. But I'm very proud of how this business has grown in the two and a half years that it's been open. You know, you always hope and wish that it goes well and people like your food and they continue to order and, and all of that. I really do love feeding people and sharing new food experiences and new meals with them going into their house and cooking for them and teaching cooking classes. And it's grown so much in the two and a half years that I've been open and I just want to see where it'll go. So that's really my drive. That's really good. That's wonderful. Congratulations on getting as far as you have. Thank you. It's been hard, but it's been a good hard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for doing this, Nicole. We wish you the best of luck. We're super excited for you and what you're doing. So best of luck in everything you've got going on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you listeners for joining us today. If you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. And if you are looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group and check out our website at mazumausa.com. 